0: I speak to you in the name of our one God, our Creator, Redeemer, and Sustainer, Amen. Amen. If you're like me, you know lots of busy people. I'm a busy person, you're a busy person, we are all busy. But one of the busiest people I know is my friend Blaine. Blaine is a small business owner, and if you're one of those, you know it's extremely busy. He owns a low-key hair salon in Washington, D.C., and so he's managing, buying the supplies, a staff of six negotiating the the building lease. He's paying the bills. He's doing all these things. He's decorating the salon as a haunted house for um, Halloween. All the neighborhood kids would come by, and of course he has his own clients. One time when I was there, Blaine introduced me to one of his clients, Mary Margaret Valenti. She was in her 80s at the time. She was the widow of Jack Valenti, who was the longtime head of the Motion Pictures Association of America. Her driver brought her twice a week to this low-key, hole-in-the-wall salon, and she wore her Chanel and Dior suits, the rest rest of us were wearing shorts and T-shirts. And she came for washing and styling twice a week. Blaine also went to her house on Sundays, which was his day off, to style her hair. Now, in between these visits, Mary Margaret would text or email or call Blaine during the week about this and that and the other thing. And he responded to every single call, every single email, and, oh, yes, when she learned to text, every single text. He didn't want her to feel ignored. She was reaching out, and he wanted her to know that he was there and he cared. Now they made an unlikely pair, Blaine and Mary Margaret. She was blue blood, part of this D.C. establishment, and he was blue haired and tattooed and goateed. Maybe the norm around here? Not exactly the norm in D.C. And when Mary Margaret died, Blaine went to his funeral. At the reception, a friend of Mary Margaret uh, took the microphone. They were giving Um, toasts and recollections, and she took the microphone and she said, I'd like Mary Margaret's hairstylist to come forward. So she came forward and she said, I want to thank you. You were so wonderful to Mary Margaret. You gave so much of your time and energy, and it really helped her get through the days after Jack died. There was Blaine standing up there to applause and thanks of this crowd, a super busy man who still made time for someone else so that she would know joy. She would know he was there for her. And it certainly made all the difference for her and I think also to Blaine. Our gospel reading for today encourages us to see stories like Blaine's about being busy and caring for someone. To see these stories in the Christian context. In the reading, Jesus tells Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part. This verse is often taken as a criticism of Martha's busyness. Maybe you've heard sermons about this before. She's cooking, she's cleaning, and that's not supposed to be on target, what we're supposed to be doing, but then you also hear praise of Mary sitting at Jesus' feet in stillness and contemplation. So often we're given this juxtaposition between doing and not doing, between busyness and contemplation. We're left feeling that Mary is better than Martha. But This is Nashville and there are lots of Marthas. Men and women who get things done at work, at home, volunteering here around the church, you name it. And this reading isn't to dismiss what we do. I did say we, I include myself in this category. It's about understanding, like Blaine does, that busyness cannot stand alone. It's about understanding that we need to be both Martha and Mary to be disciples of Jesus. On one level, Mary, sorry, on one level, Martha seems to be doing exactly what a good neighbor is supposed to do. She's cooking cakes in her pan. She's grinding spices with her mortar and pestle. She's drawing water from the well and sweeping the dirt floor of of her home. She's creating hospitality for her guest. So what's the problem? Isn't that what Jesus says to do, serve one another? But Martha's missing something, right? She seems to have lost perspective on why she's doing what she's doing. Everything that she's doing that day is literally for Jesus, But I'm not sure you'd know that. She isn't thinking about Jesus while she works. She's focusing on herself, right, because she says to Jesus, tell Mary to come and help me. She's thinking about herself, thinking about what a bother it is to do all the work. It's unfair. Gee, I'd like some leisure once in a while, too, thank you very much. But then Jesus speaks and offers Martha another way to frame what she's doing. But he's talking about framing. He's not telling her, listen, he doesn't say to her to stop working. I love that. He doesn't say to her, come sit at my feet too. No. Because Jesus knows that what Martha's doing is important. He does need to wash his feet. He needs food to eat. He and his disciples need a place to lay their heads. But this better part that he's talking about is that he wants Martha To take on Mary's mindset, her frame of reference, even while Martha is serving him. Mary has given her whole heart to Jesus, leaving behind her worries and cares in the process. And Mary has found joy and peace in her relationship with Jesus. It's that joy that we feel deep down that brings us peace, that makes us smile, that allows us to live in the moment, be present to Jesus, and to let Jesus be present to us. And yes, we are meant to see Mary as Jesus' disciple. But this doesn't mean Martha is not Jesus' disciple. Jesus wants us to understand that Martha's work, which is important, which is servant work, could also be discipleship, if Martha did her work in relationship with Jesus. Martha needs to remember why she's doing everything literally for Jesus. He's inviting her to lose herself in her relationship with Jesus, even as she is working, to let Jesus be the frame for all that she does, like Mary. Because this is how Martha, also like Mary, will find God's joy, which also will give her peace in the midst of her busyness instead of the anxiety that you hear and read about in the verses today. But I don't think Mary quite gets it right, either. Mary is also missing something. You see, the scene right before this one is the Good Samaritan, the parable of the Good Samaritan, where Jesus tells the lawyer, go and do likewise. The scene right before the Good Samaritan is when Jesus sends out the disciples, 70 of them in pairs to every town, saying, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. These three scenes, these three stories from Jesus's life and teachings are meant to be read together, not in isolation. And when you read them as compliments, we understand that we are not to sit around like Mary all the time, contemplating Jesus's every word. No. You see, I've got this vision of another scene that's not in the Bible in which Jesus says to Mary, there are people who need you. Get up off your duff. Stop staring with your moony eyes at me. Go help others and be engaged and active in the world. Just don't forget me when you do that. So when we take these gospel readings together, Mary and Martha, the Good Samaritan, the sending out of the 70, we can understand that we are to go And act out Jesus' words to love God, love our neighbor, and most importantly, we are to remember why we are doing it. For Jesus, because of Jesus, and by the grace of Jesus. God commands us to love and serve each other. God sends us out to share the gospel in word and deed. And God graces us with the joy and peace of Christ when we know both the action, and the presence of Christ in all that we do. That's where the true joy is to be found, the joy of following Jesus in word and deed, when we serve like Martha and frame it like Mary. Now think about St. B's and what we do here. Our social gatherings aren't just social. They are moments of listening and encouragement and love and laughter, God's spirit in our midst. We don't deliver meals to families with new babies or families with a sick loved one because we don't know what else to do. We deliver these meals to live into Jesus' commandment to love our neighbors as ourselves. Our service opportunities at Shower Up in the Branch or Room in the Inn aren't just about doing good in the world, but about taking seriously God's command that we are to love the strangers in our midst. Our teaching and learning and hard conversations about racial reconciliation aren't about doing what society says we should do but about listening deeply to the creation story and really, truly trying to live out the teaching that all are created in the image of God and God has proclaimed all of us to be good. Our worship services aren't just about singing songs and saying a few prayers, but about glorifying God and about building relationship with God and one another in God's name. So while it looks like busyness and it could simply be busyness and activity, when framed, when framed in the life and work of Jesus and the mission of God in this world, it is so much more than simply doing. It is doing and loving and being present with Christ as Christ is present with us all at the same time. But it's not just true for Saint Bartholomew's. All your work, volunteered and paid, child rearing and elder care and everything, it's all, all of it, God's work first and foremost. Your office jobs and family responsibilities and yard work, all of it is about building up God's kingdom through how you treat your employees and your co-workers and your family, how you make time for another game of Uno with your children, how you care for God's creation by planting a few vegetables to eat this summer. It's about doing and being present with Jesus, giving our hearts to Jesus like Mary did, while we do what we do like Martha did. And when times are hard, whether it's personally or politically or socially or in any way that causes you to struggle, this is your touchstone. Keep doing what you're doing with love and care for one another and above all in worship to God and Christ. And with God in your hearts and Jesus as your focus, That's where you will find the peace that passes all understanding. So I encourage us all to be both Mary and Martha, to frame all that we do, no matter how mundane or seemingly secular, as God's work, work done in the name of Jesus, for Jesus, and with Jesus. And in this balancing of Mary and Martha, That's when we know this joy that comes from the deep relationship with Christ that we find in both resting and in action. Amen.